Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep related topics, we'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, we have a super exciting episode. It's our very first mini sleep episode on Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. As two sleep consultants, obviously, we're going to talk about sleep, right? And coming up is the dreaded time change. I think Back when we were young and spry without children, it just meant an extra hour of sleep. But now with kids, we know that's not the case, right? I miss yes. That. So I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've thought about it, you've Googled it, you've got a plan. I feel like we have, we, we survive it every year. And then we're, when it comes up, you're like, oh crap, like, what do we do again? Why? I know. It's just, uh With, with, yep. n- it's a fact yeah, it was like napping kids. It's just more complex. So this daylight savings is ending. So, you know, it gets darker earlier. The days are shorter because of the sun going down. And most parents, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, I hate this one the most because it usually involves early morning wake-ups. So the clock will say six, <laughs> but it really feels like seven. So your kids are like, hey... I slept my 11 to 12 hours, like, let's get up, right? But then you're like, well, what do we do since we're starting the day an hour earlier? And so that's like a big worry, right? Like, how do we... And then if you already have an early riser, this is like adds on to the stress. Even earlier. Earlier, earlier. Mm-hmm. You feel like you get like further into the weeds with the early wake-ups. So I do feel like parents stress about this one the most. I actually don't mind this one. I don't like the other one because... The other one, your kids are and myself, we're kind of like undertired. It's hard to fall asleep at night when, and then the alarm goes off and you're like, I'm not done sleeping. And nobody likes to be like groggy when they wake up. Whereas this one in the fall, we're kind of like, okay, we're waking up and we feel rested. We're, it's early, but like the energy is there. And so same with the kids, right? So we have a full blog on this. If you want to like look at a step-by-step, but honestly, guys, don't overthink it. I see a lot of sleep accounts who are like, move this for 30 minutes for five days and let's get, you know, everybody adjusted in 15 minute increments. And it seems a little bit overkill. Wouldn't you agree, Selena? Totally not worth it. In my opinion, I don't do that. I never have done that with any of my children. I do dread daylight savings. I don't like either of the time changes. Personally, I just feel like I'd like to stay on the same clock. (laughs) I get the point, I guess, but I know there was talk about maybe never doing it again last year. I think there was talk about that. And I was talking to a lot of people, sleep consultants and non-sleep consultants, and everybody was like, yeah, this is great. Let's just like stay on this clock. Amazing, right? But we all know that it's state related in the US anyway. We just do it here like that. And I am in the boat where I don't do anything differently for my children and I just try and get right back on the the clock time. So I just look at the clock and I try to go by that. Honestly, that's just how I've always done it. 
it doesn't stress me out as much. And I know that if I do that within a couple of days, everybody kind of adjusts just like we do as adults, Mm -hmm. right? It's not too much different other than the naps. The naps kind of can get a little tricky, but I just work through that knowing that there might be some short naps, there might be some crankiness, but in reality, it's it's only an hour, right? It's not like we're traveling six hours ahead or behind or something like that. So it's doable. Uh, happens every year. It doesn't look like it's going away, unfortunately. So I think the best thing is just not to overthink it, like you exactly. said. Exactly. I think there's like a couple pockets of territories and states in North America that don't observe it. And then there's a couple I think Arizona, Arizona, right? I think Arizona's um, one. A couple pockets up in Canada I saw. I don't think Hawaii does either. And then most of like the European Union observes it, but there's pockets here and there that don't. The only difference with North America and Europe is that theirs is a week before us. So they get the lovely combo of time change and Halloween candy. So (laughs) um, their time changes on Sunday, October 29th, 2023. And ours changes Sunday, November 5th, 2023. So we'll definitely get this episode out before October 29th. So if you're listening from the UK, hello. And you'll have a little bit of peace of mind not to overthink the time change. Hey girl, are you tired? Not only tired from lack of sleep, but tired from searching all over the internet for sleep advice that's specific to your twins? Here at Tweet Dreams, we know that twin-specific advice and routines should be easy to find and access, and that's why we are a one-stop shop for you as a sleep resource. Our blog is chock full of advice for twins when it comes to naps, night weaning, sleeping through the night, and so much more. Not sure where to start? Be sure to grab our free twin sleep guide available for download today. This guide will walk you through an optimal bedtime routine, how to keep them synced throughout the day, and how to keep a routine going. As twin moms, we know how special those breaks are and we want you to have them. Check out the show notes to grab your copy. So best tips from us as sleep consultants. And like you said, it's sort of in perspective feels like you traveled West. Okay. So you traveled West and you're in one hour time change you know, one hour previous time time zone. It's really not that big of a deal, right? Right. This is fall back. So we're back an hour. That's how yeah, I always fall remember back, it. Spring forward. And so like when you wonder like how to get your children acclimated when you're traveling, like if it's one hour, just get on the clock, especially if you're, you know, doing like a seven day vacation, like just get on that clock ASAP. The kids will adjust, you'll adjust in like two to three days. If you're going for a weekend, sometimes I say, maybe it works out to just follow your own time. You can do earlier bedtimes, later bedtimes. It's really not that big of a deal. So let's not overthink it. If your kids are rested, another thing, they nap really well. They sleep through the night. They're not going to be as triggered or overstimulated by the additional hour and that overtiredness feeling, right? So that's good, right? Like we can handle this. Now, young babies, it's a little tricky. Like you said, Selena, I know your your little guy's on one nap now, or no, two naps still. So, you know, it's a little bit tricky. He's still on two, he's, yep. he's a little bit older. So he's not like gonna be super, super cranky and overtired. Like he'll manage. I think he'll be fine. And then on the flip side too, when you do have a, a littler baby, they have even more naps. So I feel like they can kind of make up for it, you know, because they have more naps, generally speaking. 
that's just my experience. Speaking yeah, like there. if the morning nap goes crappy, then you have the afternoon nap and like the cat nap to possibly get in exactly. some more sleep. So yeah, that is that is good a good um, piece of advice. So if you're not comfortable just following the clock, you know, you've got four month olds, five month olds, six month olds who are like clockwork with their nap times. A couple of pieces of advice here are to, especially if they've got some good crib autonomy going, meaning they can roll around and, you know, uh, keep themselves content in the crib for a little while, wait to get them up, you know, avoid bringing them into the sunlight right away feeding them right away. Obviously, if they're up and super cranky and crying, that's a different story. But if they're happy in there, let them chill out for a little while. You know, avoid exposing them to those habits right away of eating in, in the sunlight. That'll get you closer to your nap time. So that's all that does. And if you feel like your baby goes down at nine, for example, and you're like, there's no way he's going to make it till nine because he goes down at 10, because that feels like going down at 10. I wouldn't put them down at eight. That's a full hour ahead of your nap time. And that just sets you up for right. like a five o'clock bedtime or something. <laughs> Instead, mm-hmm. let's like dice it up by 30 minutes. So you put baby down close to 9.30 as possible. Sorry, 8.30. It wasn't eight too early and it wasn't nine super overtired. It was in the middle, right? And then hopefully they take like a really good nap and then you're like that much closer to their normal, you know, second nap. And and you can, again, put them down 30 minutes early and for each of their naps, you might do 30 minutes early for bedtime. That's okay too. Don't worry that like the putting them down early will cause more early wake ups because eventually you will get back on the clock. And I think putting them down 30 minutes early is okay because an hour after for like the little babies is just too much. They'll be crying and an overtired baby like that cortisol doesn't allow them to sometimes take their nap because they're like so overstimulated in that like fight or flight mode. So that's kind of like what we did. I love this time change more because I feel like I can tackle anything in the morning. Like I've had my sleep, even if it's I'm up an hour early, I feel refreshed. Whereas at night, like I turn into a pumpkin by like 830. So if there's any like issues going Mm -hmm. on, I'm like not handling it very well. So that's why this one doesn't feel as scary to me. I know neither one of them are, we welcome them with open arms. Like it's really annoying. But just from that perspective, so I know annoying. I feel like I can handle this one a little bit more easier. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. And I, I agree. I feel like if you just, you know, dice it up into increments, 30 minutes doesn't seem like that different than the time before. For whatever reason, it sounds like way different than an hour. So um, yeah, I mean, guys, just don't stress about it. I've spent a lot of time stressing about this in the past and every single time we got through it, we got back on the right clock and it took way less time than I anticipated. So I haven't even given this much thought. When it gets here, it gets here. We'll be on the clock. We have to be and we will definitely get through it. Don't go trying to change your kid's schedule a week in advance. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't advise that and you don't either. Right, no, Lindsay? I just think it's, first of all, who not a lot of people have the privilege to do that. Like their kids are at daycare, you're working, you don't have, you know, you're not at home hands-on like for a full week in advance. So it's like, we can't even do that. I mean, you could maybe try to change a little bit on that Saturday, but again, yeah, just wake up, get your cup of coffee, right? If you have have twins, like having a, a little bit of a plan, I think is helpful, especially if they're taking two and three naps a day. So keep them synced up by using that kind of 30 minute 
uh, rule. You know your kids better than we do. If you have a sensitive sleeper, they might need a little bit more time. If you've got a super rested kind of go with the flow kid, then this is nothing, right? Just please don't stress about it. A couple of tips for toddlers. So if you're using a hatch or a toddler clock or they have like a digital clock, you know, those kids are going to have to wait a little bit that first morning. They're going to wake up on Sunday it's going to really be six o'clock, but their bodies say it's seven, which my kids get up at 7 a.m. pretty much on the dot. So I'm just going to play it by ear that morning. They do use a hatch. It goes off at green at 7 a.m. I think we do rainbow now, excuse me, rainbow color. <laughs> and I'll probably adjust it a little bit and move it forward to go rainbow at 7.30. And then that way they'll come out of their room at 6.30 instead of six. Like that just feels a little bit more doable. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. Just 30 minutes, you know, extra for me makes a difference. So I am totally on on your side with doing that. I won't say anything to them, okay? <laughs> Please don't rat me out. <laughs> so that's something you can do for toddlers. Um, you know, encourage that waiting time. Always want our toddlers and big kids to have a boundary just for safety issues and to know that they're getting the rest that they need. So positive reinforcement. We love the hatch. Like one of my best tools as a mom and a sleep consultant. So we'll let you guys know how it goes for us um, on Sunday, November 5th. There'll be an extra hour of the day with your kids. And by seven o'clock, everybody will be ready for bedtime. So read the full blog. I talk more in depth about just kind of like line by line, what does this look like? So you can have a little bit of a plan, but again, don't sweat it. And as always, we're here for you as a sleep resource if those pesky early morning wake-ups won't go away. All right, we'll catch you guys later. This is our first mini sleep episode. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye, you guys got this. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help.